This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So the piece where we're holding here is Tzfarnu on Pasuk Lamed Aleph Beis. Um, I have singled out, so to speak, I have singled out to be the one in charge of the construction. So the Sfarna says, um, it's, I didn't just pick him out, Stam. Um, it, 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 the things that are done in Kedusha, things that are done in the way of Kedusha, need to be done by someone who's special. Hamechavim bepulasai, who's mechavim in what he does, sheyusekatsa mitzvah. In other words, doing the action, doing the ma'isa, is not just uh, simply okay. We've got ourselves a great carpenter, and uh, he's you know we'll call up a company that does these things and do it. It, 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 because you need to put kavana into big things, you need someone who's um, capable of it. And that's the Pasuk. Look, I've singled out Betzalel as being the one that's capable of doing it. Uh, in big, uh, the, the, the big Rebus, the Belzerov, used to build the shul himself in Bells. He built it by himself. I, I did certain lachas, I guess I couldn't. I think he slept all the bricks, but he cemented stuff in and so on because, and he, and he learned big inyanim when he did it because there was a sense that um, the kavanas you put into the siyas ha-mitzvah, into, into the ma'isa binyan, um, creates has certain effects. The next pasuk is an ikrim. It says, Uvalev kol chacham lev. Nasati Chachma. And Ikrim goes into a, a very, very interesting point about um, a per, uh, something completely different, but he uses this point over here to bring it out, that what is it like, what's the Tzad the Einish for a Nefesh that was Chaita? So the Ikrim says, the Inyat Tzad Einish Nefeshu Let's say a person, um, when he was living, pursued taiva. And he sort of pulled away from being involved in mitzvahs and rotsnashem. And the nefesh got used to doing things <coughs> that are not in line with its nature. When the nefesh leaves the guf, it still longs for those things that it's gotten used to, and it sort of tries to, you know, it, it sort of tries to reach out to it again. But it doesn't have the, the means of reaching it. That's on the one hand. Mitzativa, and by its very inherent nature, tatali dovik bitzuras loyones. Vadvarim nidom achayim deshekalim. It's its core and essential nature is to try to 
to, to, to be in touch with great Chachma and with things that are spiritual. <coughs> but Vihi but it doesn't have that nature in it. So let, let's give a marshal. Let's say somebody who's very, very bright and was raised in a way that couldn't bring out his brightness, was raised childish, and so on. So now he's a 21-year-old. He's, he, he hasn't done anything but you know play hide-and-seek hide and, and uh, stuff like that. That's all he's done. And... He's now torn. He now all of a sudden, as an adult, he comes to civilization. So he can't go around doing the stupidities he's been doing till now. He also has an inner bent. He likes math, and he's got it in him. But he's got no tools for studying math, and he's really, really a sad case because he's gotten used to things that he can no longer have it. And that's become his life and pleasure and so on. He has an inner desire for things that are finer, but he's never had the ability to do that, and he's stuck. And sometimes you have people that, especially like the generation I remember, people who had to go work very hard at a very young age, never able to develop their talents, and they went to do menial stuff because that's all they could do, and they sort of live with a very, very sad sense of having lost out on something that neither here nor there. They are they're in the blue collar, whatever it is, simple manual job world. They they don't, and at some point that's not where they are, where it should be, and they don't have the kale to read something else. Um, a person comes up to Shemayim. It's not automatic. That's a point that people don't say. People think it's kind of just a button where up there there's these great wonderful feasts and so on and so forth. No. Um, what you have up there is Ruchnius. And a person who doesn't have a sense for Ruchnius can't readily uh, relate to it. He says, mm-hmm. A person um, who doesn't, you can't get that pleasure unless you use the special pleasures. Mm-hmm. Kedushpoch endows wisdom only to people who have wisdom. Shenemar ubeleiv kochacham leiv nasati chachma. That's our pasuk. Oksiv yoyev chachmas and chachimin. Kedushpoch gives wisdom to the wise, which means he gives it to people who have it in them, who, who have who have the sense for wisdom. They can relate to wisdom. Not, not it's not he gives the wisdom to people possess the wisdom, but to people who are wise people who, who are sickliestig people. In, um, when I was growing up, there was a man, um, and I think he was typical of many other people, he was actually a very, very wealthy man. He had started out, he, he grew up very poor, and low east side like everybody else. For a living, he learned how to fix gas ranges, and he was a very, you know, he was, uh, he would have his wrench and his bits and pieces, and he'd go and unscrew and rescrew and, you know, fix pipes, and that was him. And he made a lot of money. He, he saved up his money. He, um, he bought houses, um, he bought, uh, and then rented them out. He became a landlord, a big landlord. He um, collected copper, and that went up in price. And he was quite a wealthy man towards the end of his life. And he would, um, in the summer, 
his only activity was, his, I mean, he would go to work and uh, fix the fix more gas ranges, you know, in a sweatshirt, and then um, he'd go back home and he would sit on a garbage can and outside and toss candies to kids, Tootsie Rolls specifically. So remember, gives the Ankasa. And my father asked him, Mr. Solon, so you know, Baruch Hashem, you're comfortable, I'm sure who he made you know, was not clear for that. Why don't you go away to a hotel for a week or two and, you know, be like a mensch? And he said, he told my father, you know, he said, I thought about it, but I'm going to sit down at a table in a hotel and I don't know what to talk about. And I can get the grime out of my fingers and I'll just be a pariah. I, I, I don't have a place there. Here, I sit in the garbage can, toss out chunkies to kids and uh, the kids, chunkies. And, uh, and, and I'm fine. He said, I just don't have the ability to do that. And it was kind of pathetic. The man had the money, but by the time he had the money, he had no way to enjoy it. So a neshama comes there. The nefesh desires both ends. Part of her wants what was. Part of it wants above it. One, because that's its inherent nature, to want ruchnis. One it's just, just got used to the coffee and got used to the to, 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 and that's it. She doesn't have, she no longer has any means of enjoying physical pleasures. And doesn't have any preparations to get the ruchnis. This is a terrible, terrible pain. This is more painful than any pain that you would inflict on it. So Yikim says here a profound thought about Olam Haba, that um, the great pain for the person who has not trained himself into Ruchnistika pleasures is to, um, to be forced into a world where there are no physical pleasures and he doesn't have the means for spiritual pleasures. There's a story from, that I heard from Sean Shadron, it's a martial obviously, and um, he, it's, uh, it goes like this. I mean, Sean took a good 45 minutes on this one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to be very, we'll try to be much more brief on it. Um, there was, they, they see them came to the Lucia Rim and asked him, it says Elizabeth, Rabbi Elizabeth Nadaya, was lived every zone in the world, and he was a really, really um, big belt hyper. And one day, a hero Shuva went into him. He, 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 he was he had tremendous remorse, and he died out of uh, tsar. And, and, and Basco came out that Yashrecha uh, wasn't diet, and And it says, Bocha Rebbe, Rebbe cried, and he said, Yesh konalome b'shachas. Someone has been called a lot of shakas. So the Chassidim asked him two questions. First of all, why did Rabbi cry? He should have been happy, because Elizabeth died was a headed man, so we'll get him. And uh, in one moment, he was able to save himself. Secondly, um, it, the, the, uh, what, what, he said, what, what, like, let's try to understand it. Uh, the Rabbi, uh, the Chalusharim, has lived a life as aesthetic and as spiritual as possible. So he spent 70 years, pure, pure, pure Ruchnius, a lot of <coughs> self-denial and so on and so forth. And he goes to Gan Eden, and Elizabeth Adaya, 
who spent his life doing Koldavasa, and he had one moment of profound tshuva, also goes to the Gadim. doesn't seem to be inherently fear. Something's not right. So he gave them a marshal, and he said there was once a Balagala. A Balagala in Europe, a, a, somebody drove a coach, was usually the bottom of the barrel. They, they, they used to go for long journeys. Nobody knew where they went. Nobody, you know, nobody was keeping an eye on them. They could do what they wanted to do. They used to drink also, like for the long, long journeys. You know, a Balagola was kind of synonymous with a low life. So this Balagola had his share of adventures and good things that he had done. And he was driving in the snow, and he had like a faint cry from a, from a mountain of snow. So he, you know, he says, maybe I'll just drive on, and everybody hears it again. So he goes down, digs out a person who's like half frozen to death. He rubs him down. He gives him a little schnapps. He, the person is revived, and he's saved a life. Kitsa, there was a big storm in Shemayim. Some said, you know, he's just gotten his own haba. I mean, so, so he, he could go to Yom Haba. But if you let him continue living, he'll probably squander it away. So it might be for his good to take him right away. So they decided they'll ask him. They went down, they asked him, listen, this is the situation. You either go up now and you've got Yom Haba, or you forego the pleasure and you don't know what you have. So he thought about it, said, no, I'll go home say goodbye, and then Shunaf went home, said goodbye, and went up to Shemai. So they, they, there was a big tumult. They brought in all the Averis, tons and tons of Averis. Then they bring in this mitzvah, outweighs everything, and he gets on Mahabha. So they ask him, um, finally, what would you like for Mahabha? So he thinks, he thinks, and he says, you know, I'd like to have a coach made of the finest English leather. I'd like eight horses and a smooth road paved and customs all day long. So the the Rechdushim said <laughs> You get Om Haba, but what's the quality, what's the world that's shayach to you? That you have to build in a lifetime. And then for those who, who might possibly have known Epshalom Shadran listening, um, then Epshalom and often it's in his uh, voice that only he had, what the Chedusha Rim, what horses, what roads, the Velta, the Eloma of the Rim, and this is, this, is, this is the part where he went off in his sing-song and so on. But, but it's a marshal. But what it means is, uh, it's not just, Schar is not like dollar bills, that you can buy whatever you want with it and do whatever you want and so on and so forth. It's a world a person builds. And he says, and the more we're attached to, to gosh, we think of things, that's the hardship of the transition to another world. <coughs> and, and that's why being nana from this world is not a vice, but it, it, it stops a person. If a person is into the food, then he's not into something else. If a person is into comfort, he's not something else. A person can eat good food. The question is, is he sitting and thinking about it and, 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 and engaging in it, or is it something that, that, that it's not taking up any part of his heart, his mind, and so on and so forth? That's what he says over here. Rolei means there's a person becomes a ruchnistic person. That's really what it depends on. Okay. Next passage, it says, Ach es So the question is, what does the word shapsoisei loshi rabbin mean? So Ibn Ezra says, Yadua, ki Shabbos Echot, Shabbos Hashem, 
But the Shabbos is one, you know, the Shabbos as a concept. You can mark down Shabbos So why is it called Shabbos I mean, Shabbos is the seventh day of the week. It's 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 not each Shabbos is, is it doesn't shouldn't take on Rabbi. Veheishiv, vavur keshata alfishnei avalma. Hinei elof hashvi Shabbos. There's a cycle of six thousand years, and the seven thousand year is a a Shabbos. Gam shnas hashmita Shabbos. Shabbos is Shabbos chol shana. So he says that the the um, the the, the all of these Shabbos is a concept that stretches beyond just the Shabbos. It is the cycle of seven. Shabbos means a person needs to hear the Shabbos of Hashem. Um, we'll get to there. We'll, we'll see how he explains it. Shabbos Hashem means it is of the cycle of Shabbos, which are sevens. And the Shabbos that is Yom Kippur is for us. In other words, we stop our actions and we, and we um, you know, do tshuva, etc. and so on. So. Okay, the next Pasuk is next one Shabbos Hashem on the same music of Shabbos Hashem. Ki mitzvah ha-shabbos ki ha-mitzvah rishayna shenitna l'yisrael kodem atan teira v'hi ika emuna v'hi shkula k'nekola mitzvah shkula v'hi mitzvah ha-shabbos yamadon mechidosh ha-ilom ki nivashesh yom yamashri shabbos In other words, shabbos at its fundamental is a declaration of emuna and akarish baruch and and I, I want to I want to sort of uh, translate it in, in, into, into what it means for us. Whenever the problem with Amuna and and is we always talk about things and talk about things and these are ideas and these are ideas that were in Chayisol. Did we believe it? Did we not believe it? They meant this. They said this. Words have a way of being open for interpretation and counter interpretation and shitas like this or that. That indeed closes his the store on Friday afternoon and does not work on Shabbos doesn't catch, there's no Erev doesn't drive, Th- that's a fact that's a Metzius in other words the concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu resting on a seventh is built into Klai Yisrael and, and what, however you'll understand the story of Biyazerlam, there's something very very solid about the, the Kuda of the seventh day being Shabbos uh, it, 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 and that's why it's, it's such a significant mitzvah. So much depends on it. In order that the person is called, considered part of Kaisal, for many reasons, being Shema Shabbos is, is very significant. And, and, and it's because of all the. It is, if we're looking for a Misa of a Muna and Briya Olam, instead of words and talk and ideas and philosophies, it's Shabbos. And that's why Kaisal, you know, there the, the was tremendous business nefesh for Shabbos, for many Tkufis. Shabbos was the best shopping day, and Shabbos was the day when the gray met off, and so on and so forth. And, and that's why it was very, very significant. That's why Shabbos was such an important day. Um, by the way, I, 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 I'm going to go off topic, but it's something that I really, really um, I, I just heard it, and it's something that I think is a significant point to ponder. We're talking about Shabbos. Uh, we're now in uh, March... 2012, and 
there was a team, a, a Jewish high school team, that um, in in Dal in, in Houston, that uh, Orthodox school, modern Orthodox school, Orthodox school, and they, they had a very good basketball team. They managed to get up to the semifinals, and the semifinal game was supposed to be on Shabbos. They basically said, we will not play on Shabbos, um, at, and basically they had to forfeit the semifinals. They took it to court, and the school reversed its decision. They, they played the semifinals, they won, and in the finals they finally lost. But um, they really were willing to give it up, and you know, it's something high school kids, and I, it was a kid as a shame. The lawyer, one uh, who fought, there was a lawyer, also very from personal, actually probably considers himself somewhat Haredi, was speaking publicly about this recently, and explained how he was the one who had to led the battle, and it was so significant, and so on and so forth. And someone asked him about, he was very passionate about the need, someone asked him about, I mean, it's nice, but do you really feel that we have to be so invested in it? And this person was incensed, and he said, a generation ago, um, people, you know, they had the blue laws where there was a problem with keeping the stores open, and it killed the business, and so on and so forth. Uh, you could also say the same thing that we shouldn't be pushing, and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, you, you see that we need to stand up, and so on and so forth. Now, the comparison between earning a livelihood to playing a basketball game was very striking me. Um, I, I, I understand the sign of Shabbos. I understand how, God forbid, when a person's livelihood depends, he can't bring home bread on the table, and what kind of terrible circumstances, versus um, not winning a trophy in a game. I understand that there's a disappointment. I, I, I can't talk of it because I'm not a big, not into sports terribly, so I, I don't appreciate it maybe enough. But still, the, the, the understanding the Nisoyen of Shabbos, to, to compare the Nisoyen of Shabbos of bread on a table for a family of children versus playing a trophy in a game, I don't know if there's something about it that I, I, I felt. It, we've become so part of a culture that the trophy in the game is such so chashev that it actually has become a real Nisoyen for Shabbos. And I still want to congratulate the, the boys who held up Nisoyen. I think they, they, it, 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 it was a good ship. But, but it says how low we've gone that from from an sign of a piece of bread, we've come to an sign of a trophy in a, in, a, in, a, in a high school basketball game. Okay, next piece of the Bein Bechayev, and he says, um, it says Beinu Bein Yisrael Oisiloilo. Veloshen Beinu Bein Yisrael. In other words, Beinu Yisrael means there's a component here that just me and Klai Yisrael know. Meiral Dava Nista Nimtsa It's something very hidden. Veyirmos Alaiya Nista Shemin Sashabas. There's something, besides the overt part of the mitzvah, there's also a, a, a hidden part of it. Anytime I speak about I speak about a bris. I speak about something hidden. Shabbos <laughs> 
אבל כיוונו חכם אין אינסטר שמצא שבס כי הוא הינוסא עם בית סינו וככה זה מן עיניך. In other words, being that Shabbos is a bris, and, and we'll see in Mitzvah Shem Vayakel, it's a little bit more explicit about the, the Pneumius of Shabbos and the Teichen of Shabbos that's given B'Tzinah. There's an element, and, and let's, let's give a, an example, so we can, we can uh, associate it with, with an example that really fits well. It, the, a person gives his wife a ring, with a Kedushin, or engagement ring, or whatever. There, in the issues, there's sort of a double tier of association. Part of issues is very begoli. Yes, this is my wife. This is the ring I gave it to her. She has my ring on her finger, and so on. And that's kind of a very golidika aspect of, of marriage. And a lot of marriage is behesta, and it's bepimis. So both parts come together. Shabbos, because it's called a bris and a ice, it has in itself a chitzenisika component, and it has itself a component, you know, In other words, in Shabbos we say there's a chilek that is begoli, and then there is something which Umasarlam have no shaykhs to, and that's the and, and that's the hester shabbai. So. When you say um, we're talking about the and again in Bayakel I'll explain a little more and we'll speak about it when we get there. Uh, one more piece um, is in Evan Ezra over here. It says and then it says um, it says it says it says Empty-minded people, yitmehu, master Moshe Barabbayim Rambalayla. Like what was Moshe doing there for forty days and forty nights? Veloy adu, they don't begin to understand. Im yamoit shem im Hashem kemisbazer bekeful kiflashanim. If if you're there forty years and forty times forty years, lo yuchal adas chelik me elav meis Hashem drachav, we wouldn't even be able to know one promil of our Kaddish Baruch was meisim. The seed kolam mitzvah shetzivahu, and the teichin of all the mitzvahs. Ki yashivu kamaiseika. The point that he's saying is like this: How difficult is it to teach people how to make a sukkah, how to keep Shabbos, how to make shalom, stuff like that? In other words, the chitzonius of Torah should be fairly limited. A decent handbook that can be read over in a day or two can give a person pretty much a good idea of how to keep the mitzvahs. Um, the the, the Baltanya says in some place that the Ein the, Seif the of Torah is not mitzvah, it's nigla, because by definition almost that's Seif, it's mitzvah, it's nister. So the chitzenius of the mitzvahs are just the beginning. It says the, the people think that Torah is how to, how to do matzahs, how to film all this. So that how-to has a clear limitation. Ve'enoi rak haleva. It's only the heart is the ikka. Ve'amaisa v'aleva loshen lehargil. So I'm not sure how to read this. This is very, I haven't seen w- whether 
the the mice. Basically, what it means is the mice is just there to get the heart going. It's to shape the heart. So when a person eats matzah, he feels the tam geula, he feels the, the all the shibud, and it gets his heart going. So the tachlis of mitzvahs lies in the, in the deeper understanding of the heart and so on and so forth. says, The shorish of all mitzvahs is to love Hashem and to be dovik. If we don't understand how HaKadosh Baruch is doing, what he's doing, then we can't love him. The Kalal is, you can't love someone that you don't know. Love is the bond, the deep bond of a person that you deeply know. I mean, one of, one of the stupidest axiomorons in English is love at first sight. Well, and love at first sight means all you love is that which you could see at first. You know, the color of the hair, the color of the eyes. But what else did you see? Chachma, the 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 Nafshi, the the Tuvleiv. Um, so love at first sight, yes, means that, that the love is about the color of the hair. It's about all it can be. A person can't be over Hashem if he doesn't know Hashem. The understanding and of Akharish Baruch Hu in a deep meaningful way is what persons is worth praising. And if a person doesn't understand himself, then he can't understand Hakadosh Baruch So says, if you don't understand yourself, then then you can't understand something else. Um, I don't know if he means this because of the fact that this is the first step into Ruchnius, is understanding the, your deeper self. Or, if you don't understand yourself, you'll never understand something outside, because you're seeing everything through eyes that are biased, prejudiced, uh, affected somehow. Um, I'm not sure, but w- whatever it is, the nefesh being the first station of Ruchnius that, that we have insight into, or uh, needing the pure nefesh, but he says, Mishal chachmas maloi. A person doesn't understand himself, what's the point of Chachma? Vihine, he says, Moshe was a Novi 40 years. The Omad Besides Rabash Yashemar Sinai, and he knew an extraordinary amount of secrets that Akash Prochu told Mar Sinai. And he said before he died, You've just begun to show me your greatness. This wasn't an idle statement, sort of, just kind of to get Hakadosh Baruch Hu to, to give in. It's emes because if Hakadosh Baruch Hu's godless has no cheka, then the person's ability to comprehend is endless. The person is always starting the road because it's bad to members. Okay, um, I think we'll stop here.